Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, the candidates for city attorney for the city of Long Beach, Charlie Parkin and James Johnson, as we continue our 22nd anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. Our guests for the show tonight are the candidates running for city attorney for the city of Long Beach, Charlie Parkin and James Johnson. Gentlemen, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Charlie, uh, why are you running for city attorney? Well, I'm running for city attorney because I've been in that office for 19 years and I want to continue with the work that I've been doing. I think that we've uh, got a great office. We need to continue that momentum and I believe that we have a, a big change coming in the city of Long Beach, and they need an experienced city attorney to help them with those changes that are coming. James, say, same question. Why are you running for city attorney? Well, first, Art, I want to thank you for having me on the show. It's a great uh, opportunity to be here. You know, Art, I think Long Beach needs a proven leader as the next city attorney. Uh, I'm proud of what I've done already at the city of Long Beach over the last eight years. I helped take pension abuses to pension reform. I helped take uh, budget deficits to a budget surplus. I think the city council needs, as the governing body of, of course, our beautiful city, great proactive legal advice from a proven leader who can stand up to the special interests and get the job done, and I think I'm that person. James, as you mentioned, you've been a city councilman for uh, a number of years, and uh, by all reports, had you chosen to run for city council again, which you could have you would have, uh, in all probability, be handily reelected. Why did you decide to change and run for the city attorney's job as opposed to staying in the, as a, a city councilman? Well, I am obviously finishing my first term as city council, but when thinking about uh, whether to run for reelection or run for city attorney, I really thought about the biggest question I've dealt with over the last eight years of the city, which is, where's the money going? You know, I've really seen we're paying now more taxes than ever at the city of Long Beach but we're getting less. Why is that? 20% fewer police officers. We've eliminated parks programs, uh, less library hours. Why are we paying more and getting less? I think that's a central question of our times. I think the answer is bad legal contracts, particularly that have been passed in the, in the, in the past. And I realize as the next city attorney, I can do a lot more to help the city because if the money's there through these good contracts, public safety, parks, libraries, all those things will do very well. Charlie, would you agree with the implication of uh, James's answer that uh, the city attorney has a role in, in pension reform? Well, the city attorney has a role in pretty much everything that's on the agenda. So, so in that aspect, yes, we have a role to provide our client with legal advice when they make these difficult decisions. And the pension decisions made in 2002 were made by the city council in three separate council actions. And on the contracts, I completely disagree with James. He, he hasn't pointed to any contracts that he that I believe that he's indicated where had, we have lost money because of the contract itself. So we provide the advice to the council to make the difficult decisions. We execute and do those contracts to get the council what they want to do to implement their policy. 
So it's, it's not the role of the city attorney to go out and um, say that this is a bad idea or a good idea. Our job is to tell them, if you want to do this, here's what we think you can do and what you can't do legally, what we think it will cost and won't cost, and here are the risks implicated in that. And then our job is to implement. James, a lot of people would applaud your, your leadership and, and effort to, to get pension reform, but they would just question whether the city attorney's role is, is the right place to do that or whether you should continue doing that as a council person. And, and Charlie referenced the, the vote of the city council, you were not on it back in 2002, that granted a 30% increase in pensions for just a freebie, which was an outrageous vote, and we're still paying the price for that. Right, Art. Well, the reason I'm running for the city attorney is I think the city attorney actually is the most important position on these issues. Uh, look, in 2002, why did a unanimous city council all vote for this contract? These were good people. How do they all get it wrong? I realized, well, you know what? They weren't told that the person proposing it, he himself was going to go home with probably over a million dollars in his pocket that night. They weren't told about the legal conflict of interest. They weren't advised by their city attorney of that. They weren't advised that this is a retroactive increase, that you know what, it wasn't for future years work, but for past years work. In other words, that legal loophole wasn't explained. And finally, they weren't given the financial documents. They were told it was going to cost nothing when it cost us hundreds of millions of dollars. I believe, Art, if the city council had been properly advised by their city attorney, it would have been nine to zero to oppose that same contract. So I think legal advice is critical to getting the job done. Charlie, I'll give you a chance to answer in a second. Just for the record, you were not the city attorney. I was not time. the okay, city okay, attorney okay, in 2002. Okay. Go ahead and please respond. And, and I completely disagree with James. The, uh, they knew it was retroactive. That's how AB 616 was passed uh, by the assembly and signed by the governor. So that was fully informed. They were fully aware of that. I don't know where James is getting this information. It's simply not true. The city attorneys, they offered, and there was in the report, that it did, they did not know exactly how much money, but they had estimates of millions of dollars in increased costs. Um, the city auditor was there to advise them on the financial implications. Our office was to advise them on the legal implications. This was legal. Cities throughout the state of California entered into these exact same types of agreements. Just for the record, the state law permitted uh, municipalities to grant these increases it did not mandate it that's correct AB 616 permitted cities to increase the pension benefit. and most cities jumped through the hoop and, and most did cities it. passed this yeah. so Long Beach wasn't unique wasn't by itself there weren't legal issues that uh, came to bear that other people didn't know about now hindsight sitting here today it's easy to say oh that was a terrible decision James I personally would take your point that people were asleep at the switch but uh, I, I think the city auditor could have weighed in and others could have weighed in, but I don't quite see your point on, on the city attorney having a role yeah. there. The city attorney is the primary advisor on all legal matters, including contracts. Pensions are, are fundamentally a, an employment contract. So yeah, the city auditor has a role after the fact, but if you're looking for who's the advisor on an employment contract, it is the L Long Beach city attorney. There's no doubt about it. So the question is, should he be advising the council and giving good counsel? or just saying what the bare legal minimum is. I think they should get, provide good counsel. Okay, we've, I think, exhausted this point, and we'll come back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives, we're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. 
Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to POLB.com, the port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. As I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics, I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. Pleasure fair for a joust and a turkey leg. Fun for the whole family. There's food, performances of all kinds. Food! Hundreds of shops offering unique handmade works of art. A collection of games. Food! Play Renquest and live your own legend. We like turkey. Come join in the fun. Renaissance Pleasure Fair. The Renaissance Pleasure Fair, where fantasy rules. R-E-N-F-A-I-R dot com. We're back with this conversation of candidates running for Long Beach City Attorney, and now we're in the part of the show where each can address a question to the other. And Charlie, your question for James. Well, James, the City Attorney's Office has 67 employees and, and 20 attorneys, and we all practice municipal law. I'd like you to walk through your municipal law experience, including any trial experience or any type of actual municipal law experience that you have. Well, thanks, Charlie. Um, I have worked for the City of Long Beach for eight years. I've also been an attorney, a licensed member of the bar for ten years. Um, during my time as, as uh, Long Beach, I should say, at the City of Long Beach, I first came to work on charter reform. The city charter is the highest law, and when the city looked at structure revising its charter, they brought me in from California's largest law firm to help revise that structural document. I'm proud to say I got that done page by page we now have, I think, a modernized charter. After working on that city charter, I was hired by Long Beach City Auditor Laura Dowd. She brought me in as uh, her number two to look over the city's legal contracts to make sure money was spent as intended. And of course, at the city, many things I did, looked at our city taxes, our city revenues, etc. cetera. Um, after that, of course, I've been teaching here at Cal State Long Beach, as well as being a Long Beach City Council member. Okay, thank you. and. Uh, James, your opportunity to ask a question of Charlie. Well, thanks, Art. Um, Charlie, we already talked about pensions, but in terms of that 2002 decision, how would you have acted differently than the city attorney at the time, if at all, on that uh, advising the city council? Thanks, James. That, it's a good question, but it's a difficult question to answer because I guess you'd have to preface it, well, what did you know at the time you made the decision and what you, made, what you knew? If you're asking today, would that uh, decision be different? I'm sure it would. I think that what our job, though, is, is to provide the city council with the legal framework on which they have to operate. The charter sets our restrictions, and we have to look at that. AB 616, which was passed by the state legislature and approved by the governor, allowed cities to make these kind of pension changes. And uh, the city auditor and the city manager, the director of finance, we were asked about the legal implications of the contract. 
they were asked about whether they could afford to do it or not. So those were the people who went forward and were talking about the finances. Now in hindsight, it, it was, a, uh, I think, a big mistake. Okay, fair enough. Uh, James, uh, you, like your opponent and other candidates running, have engaged in an extensive mail campaign. We have gotten dozens and dozens of mailers from the various candidates, and uh, I'm sure they'll start off again now in, in the runoff. And one of the points that some of your mailers make uh, are that you are a Democrat and uh, your opponent is not. Uh, he's an independent, and in one of the mailers from the independent expenditure committee uh, supporting you, they said he was trying to hide and parade as a Democrat, uh, be, but he registered as an independent, so he is an independent. But, but the broader question of what difference does it make, in your view, uh, whether the city attorney is a Democrat or a Republican or an independent or a decline to state? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, first of all, I think it's not so much about partisanship as about integrity. Uh, you know, here we have a candidate who for 29 years was a Republican, and then in the morning announced he's running for city attorney, and then afternoon re-registered parties. I think pretty obviously he was trying to fool the people. He was trying to pretend like he's someone he's not. I believe that, look, I am a Democrat, and I have Republican friends and independent friends, and that's fine. There's great people of all parties in the city. But I'm not going to fool the people of Long Beach about who I am to win an election. And I think it's important that people know that when there are other tough decisions, I'm not going to change who I am or my principles based on political convenience. But just for the record, you're not implying that a Republican city attorney is less qualified than a Democratic city I, look, attorney. People of all political parties can serve the city. I do think it's appropriate to talk about the values I have, Art, but yeah, okay. I hear you saying. Charlie, I'll let you respond to Thank you, Art. Good question. Article 2, Section 6 of the California Constitution says that these city offices shall be nonpartisan and that the political parties won't uh, you know, uh, nominate a candidate. Um, I did change my uh, party affiliation to independent. I didn't know that that was hiding or I never hid it. I never uh, said I didn't do that. I've never de declined that. Um, so I'm not sure why uh, that has been an issue in our race when we got a lot of serious issues to talk about. I think as an independent, it's, it gives me freedom to talk and work with both sides of the aisle uh, equally. And that's what the city attorney has to do. This can't be a partisan race. This can't be I'm a Democrat, so vote for me, and line your endorsements up based upon party affiliation. That's not what the California Constitution envisions. That's not what we should be doing. James, another one of your mailers uh, involved uh, an Indonesian woman who you helped on a pro bono basis get her citizenship. I was a slave in California for many years, and she has some nice things to say about you. Not quite clear what the relevance of that is to serving a city attorney. Well, Art, the next city attorney needs to be both a great leader and a great attorney. And I think what that piece is talking about is how I helped this woman find justice as her litigator. This is a very difficult case. This is a case where prosecutors refused to bring the case. This is a case where she's been abused uh, physically and sexually for many years. And I helped her uh, get a just outcome. I think the next city attorney should be uh, someone who's interested in justice, uh, both for the people of Long Beach and, of course, that the city of Long Beach is a city that has um, just outcomes. So I think that is relevant. If I may, just please. I, I think that flyer was outrageous. I think it, it uh, victimized that person a second time by putting her out there as a victim and then using that for his own publicity and his own personal gain. I think that was a horrendous piece. Well, you know, Art, I think it's, it's funny that Charlie thinks he knows that woman's interest better than she does. Because I'm happy to say that I talked to her and asked her would she be interested in doing this. And she said yes. She approved it. She said, you know, James, 
I want to tell my story, and I'm, I'm happy she was willing to do that, but apparently Charlie okay. thinks he can speak better for her. Okay, fair enough. And we'll be continuing with the show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the week? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto. 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach. Are you ready? Yep. Click the links. Oh, sweet Lisa, you're so fine, like a very fine wine. Girl, I need you in my life. Will you be my wife? Charter Internet has more bandwidth to support all your devices. Experience the power of Charter on the nation's fastest internet. We're back with the candidates for city attorney for the city of Long Beach. Charlie, your mailers focused on comparing the experience of the two candidates, and uh, you state in one of your mailers that your opponent would not have the qualifications to be, has less experience than the least qualified, the most junior member of your office. Would you? explain that absolutely or that that's absolutely true mr johnson has no trial experience and no actual municipal law experience i believe he has one year and 11 months at one firm and less than six months at another as his total legal experience all of the people in our office come to us with experience usually from big firms working on municipal law matters so there isn't an attorney in our office that uh, would come to james and ask for advice because they have more experience than james does james i uh I know that your your focus is on on the leadership abilities of the person at the top, and in your view, extensive trial experience is not important. Well, it's uh, not a trial you. position, obviously. It's not a trial position. Uh, you went to Harvard and uh, went to a fine law school, Berkeley, and in your view, it's it, the leadership experience is more important than the the trial experience. Our, yeah, I think this is a leadership position. Why do we elect our city attorney? We elect the city attorney because it is a critical leadership position, and in a democracy, we should elect our leaders. So I think really the question here is, who can lead this team to greatness? Uh, I'm proud of what I've done to the city, you know, helping reform our city charter, our highest law. I'm proud of the fact that I put together the legal plan that led to $230 million in pension savings. 
I'm proud of looking at over the city's contracts as a city auditor. So clearly I've done a lot with my legal background as a leader. Um, but I think the reason I could be a great city attorney is because of my leadership experience. And in fact, I can stand up to special interests and do what's right for the public interest. And Charlie, I guess you would argue that your many years of service in the office of the city attorney would make you a better leader by virtue of that experience. Absolutely, Art. I think that um, I've sat in every chair in that office. I've been in trial. I've worked in the trial section. I've worked in the litigation section. I've worked with Harbor. And I've earned the trust and respect of all of the attorneys in the office. Every attorney in that office has endorsed me in this race. And, and they can come to me and know that I have been there. I have done what they're doing. And together we can work on a solution to those difficult problems that our office faces every day. We're, we're a mid-sized law firm. And you wouldn't hire a managing partner that has no experience with what your firm does. James? Well, look, Art, if you want someone who's sat at a desk the longest, then you should vote for Charlie Parkin. But if you want someone who's stood up on the toughest issues, that's James Johnson. This is a leadership position. This is not just a staff promotion. You know, I think the last city attorney resigned early to give Charlie a, what a quote, leg up in this race. I think that was wrong. But it also showed that they think it's the city attorney, the last city attorney, who picks it. This is a leadership position for the people to choose. I think I've shown I can do what's right for the city, and I'll do that as the next Long Beach city attorney. If I may briefly, um, Mr. Shannon did retire early, but it, under our charter that James talks about, which I don't believe he did reform, but under our charter, the city council appointed me as the acting city attorney. And then after a, a recruitment process, there was a second vote, and they voted to have me complete that term. So they don't even decide who the next city attorney is until that city attorney is gone. So um, I think he mischaracterizes how it happened. Okay, fair enough. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Phil Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. The most difficult thing about becoming a Long Beach Police Explorer? The first week. <laughs> for a young age, it's a great opportunity. If it wasn't for this program, God knows where I'd be. 
so many doors open for you. All the training that you receive. Before I started this program, I didn't have a sense of confidence. It really gave me that sense of direction. It gave me the right mentors, the right people I needed. It's the best choice I've made. This program is what really taught me what life is about and really prepared me to live another day and feel proud to serve my community. We're back with the candidates for city attorney in the city of Long Beach. And Charlie Parker has been a city employee for 29 and a half years. James Johnson has been an employee for eight years. Uh, and we thank you both, gentlemen, for your, for your service to the city and for your willingness to engage in the democratic uh, process. Charlie, tell us something about yourself that our viewers would not otherwise know. Well, I was born and raised here in Long Beach, went to Long Beach State here, went to St. Matthew's downtown, St. Anthony's downtown, City College, and uh, went to work drilling oil wells uh, out, out of college. And uh, that's how I got my start over in the Department of Oil Properties for the city in the 80s. And then um, went to law school at night. And after graduating from law school, I was hired into the city attorneys in 1995, and that's where I started my career. James, same, same question, something that the people might not otherwise know. Well, I was uh, blessed to be born right here in Long Beach, California. I grew up here and actually got a great education at Long Beach Poly High School and in our libraries. And uh, a librarian sat me down every week, and because of her service, I actually won the number one economics uh, student in the country, and that's what got me into Harvard University. Wow. And then Har and I went to Berkeley after that. So I always remember that my success is in large part due to the public services that I enjoyed young person. That's what's really inspired me to be in public service myself. Well, thank you both, gentlemen, for your service to the city and the community. Okay, we've come to the point where we've asked each candidate to make a closing statement. We'll start, start with Charlie Parkin, a, a one-minute closing statement. You can speak right to our viewers. All righty. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. This is a great uh, forum for us to be able to communicate with the viewers. Um, my name is Charlie Parkin, and I'm running for city attorney. Uh, I've been in the office, as I just said, for uh, almost 19 years. I truly enjoy going to work every day. It's a tremendous challenge. Uh, we get to deal with a lot of different issues that a lot of different law firms don't deal with. Um, so I, and we have a fantastic group of employees, a great staff, and I think it would be an honor to continue serving as the city of Long Beach. I don't have other political aspirations. I don't want to be a city council member or a mayor or off to Sacramento or anywhere else. Um, this was the culmination of a career that I've had with the city that I'm very proud of. My father worked for the city for 25 years. My uncle worked for the city for 30 years. So the Parkins have a, a long history of working for the city of Long Beach. It's a great community, a great location, and I look forward to your support. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Charlie Parkin. James, your closing statement. Well, thanks for having us both on the show, uh, Art. Um, you know, Long Beach, it's time for you to choose your next city attorney. Like I've said previously, the big issue is who here is going to have the proven leadership skills to help you, to help protect the public interest, to make sure the money's there. We can't continue to reduce police officers. We've reduced them 20% already. We can't continue to have these contracts that give away $202 million for nothing in return. These kind of contractual and other legal abuses need to be stopped. And the reason the special interests are fighting so hard, they've spent probably $300,000 to oppose me is because they know I'll fight for you, the Long Beach resident. So I humbly ask for your support, and I will tell you as your city attorney, I'll never let you down. James Johnson, thank you so much. And uh, a word to everyone watching, and I think both of our candidates would join me in asking you to vote. The turnout in the primary was only 16%. That means four out of five registered voters did not vote. Uh, people 
throughout time, including our own ancestors, fought and died for the right to vote. Uh, people today are fighting for that. We take it for granted. It's so important to have your vo voice heard in this election and the other elections that will be present in the June 2nd primary. So please vote and be a participant in the uh, democratic process. Uh, Charlie Parkin, James Johnson, thank you both for joining us. Thank, thank you, Lord, you very much for having us. And thank you at home for being our guest. And remember uh, Levine's law, and I teach ethics, that you morally lose the right to complain if you don't vote. And we all like to bitch and moan. So if you want to be able to complain with moral freedom, uh, please vote and be a participant in the process. See you all next week. Good night. Thank you, James. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.